some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. That's rad. It's the Process Podcast, episode 92. Zach. Yes, sir. Buddy boy, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm okay. I'm in a I'm okay. perpetual state I of burnt down. Meh. Perpetual state of goodness. Of meh. You know what I mean? Of meh. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I feel that. I almost burnt down my room right before we started recording it. I was an idiot. I lit a candle and then lifted up the 3D print that I had of the um what's it called? The shipping container. And forgot because I had 3D printed the doors to go along with it. Obviously forgot that I had left the doors inside of the shipping container and for some reason thought it would be a funny idea to lift the shipping container up and hold it over the candle to see if it would like fill with smoke or something. Yeah. Idiot move. Because then the two doors fall into the candle and basically just catch fire and burn. Yeah. When you, um, I see you moving something and then you, (laughs) I see you light the candle and then all of a sudden you reach for something and then you're like, oh no. In like such a serious voice, I'm like, <laughs> and my mind automatically went to the worst thing. Like, oh my god, he's knocked off the candle on like a blanket or something. It, this is it. This is game over. Oh, dude, can you imagine? That would be terrifying. Be terrifying. My entire room would just blow up and, yeah. and fire just instantly. But instantly. instead, you're just melting some PLA plastic, which is totally good for yeah. your lungs and brain. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, you think about what happens when it goes through the extruder. It's getting heated to like 200 but degrees. But apparently, Celsius, that's right? not good either. Really? Says who? I don't know. If I was looking at, when I was looking. Is this WebMD? No, when I was like troubleshooting my printer, uh, like last week, and there were I don't know. I saw some stuff talking about like it's not the best thing because you're not like melting it really to the point where you're burning it. Hopefully, this is true. But you're like you're heating it up enough so it can you know work like a glue gun. But um, yeah. I think PLA is fine. It's like when you're doing like ABS and stuff is when you don't want to be breathing yeah. it in. A- ABS, you need a sealed printer because the off gas from that is toxic. I don't think PLA is. Yeah. There's different. Uh, there's obviously different types of PLA, but I think this one is is fine. Just open a window I mean, with I've, ABS. It's fine. Uh, yeah, open. <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll be okay. We have we have a big FDM printer at work, and we have these giant like rolls, coils of ABS filament. And it just like sits there. I think it's only when it gets heated, when it's being extruded, that it becomes yeah, uh, that it becomes toxic. Yeah, it's only because it like it off gases when it heats up or something like that. That's the only yeah. Because I think ABS two you have to, it's at a much higher temperature. The extruder. Oh, is it? Yeah, really? like I didn't know that. Because for the PLA, at least the spools I have, it says like anywhere from one ninety, uh, to two twenty. Or two thirty? One ninety to two thirty or For, something like that. Degrees. I think mine is mine says one ninety to two twenty five. Yeah, somewhere yeah, somewhere around there. And and um whereas I think ABS is like two fifty, two sixty five or something like that. Like it's oh, it's really? hotter. Significantly. Yeah, it hotter. is it Because it, it's a bit stronger, I guess. So it takes it has a little more heat resistance to it. That would make sense. I mean more. what's because we print certain we print certain parts for certain jobs that we've had come through. And it's it's specked out at, at with a specific type of ABS as well. Mm. 
Like it can't be just ABS. It's ABS specific in a specific color that meets this specific grade. Right. Which I had no idea was a thing like in terms of the manufacturing side of things. A little brief industry experience here. Especially when a company is approaching you as a manufacturer or a service provider like like we are. They have specific materials already indicated and you as the manufacturer need to either provide or like source those materials to produce that part. And then in certain instances, the company will come back to produce like a quality check or a materials check to confirm. And you also have to provide documentation and prove that the materials you're using to produce their parts are exactly as they respect originally. Right. Which I didn't know, but apparently like, it seems like we had a, we've done a couple projects with that entail, like with those details being entailed so far. And there's sometimes where it goes over great and it's super, it's a smooth process, but there's other times where there's more, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like just more niche materials, more niche components that are more expensive, take longer to order, longer lead times. Mm-hmm. And as such, is just makes the whole process a bit more of a headache. But yeah, little industry learning experience really, for you. Yeah. And I'm sure you probably already knew that just from doing car stuff. Like you need a specific type of nut or the nut or the bolt, whatever it is you're using needs to be plated in a specific way, according to maybe whatever the customer or the engine, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, a little bit. Requires. I feel like with um with car stuff, it's like just as long as it's like a, a type of steel or aluminum or stainless that's like strong enough right because it's more mm. about like the actual like safety of like okay this needs to be strong enough this needs to be stiff enough it's right. like that but i think it's I'm trying to think like the main that those are the main three that use it like hitman really is those those three metals like those three there same for the bolts like usually i mean as well like you might pick ones that are like if you're putting like a chassis together, if it's gonna get painted, everything's getting painted one color yeah. anyways afterwards. But you're just gonna opt True. for like whatever bolt will be strong enough for that yeah situation, right? Same with like Which makes sense. Like the stainless was like, you know, the same stainless you would like it's not food grade or, you know, medical grade stainless, because that's for a different application. It's like I'm trying to think of the the, the number, that actual name. But like the one stainless, oh, it's like no the go-to clue. for like strength and like that. And then you have like you know yeah. aluminum, like the man. I I knew all these. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Six zero. Six six zero one. Sixty sixty one. Zero. Six six sixty one. Yeah. Something. I don't. Know, I used to. Know, I knew the when I was there. I knew it, but because I had to like. Is that like common common lingo they would use? Like, not that you're expected to know it, but it's something that you pick up in your time there. Um. Yeah, they wouldn't like talk like that. Like, I'll oh, go get that type of because they would just whatever aluminum they'd order, they would just order that one type, and then same stainless, same for steel, unless it was right. a very right. specific um thing. But they would just order like because they order in sheets, right? Um, yeah, yeah. the The only way I picked it up was like <clears throat> a lot of the time I, I spent there was doing like organizing the CAD files and the CAD drawings for all the chassis parts and like organizing Dear that God. was like thousands of parts. And like from doing that, I would understand like the different thicknesses and the different types. Mm-hmm. Cause like on the drawings and like the title blocks, you would have all the material and everything. Right. 
So I would just like yeah. pick up like the name after a while. I'm I'm glad I'm glad the the extent of the CAD models I have to deal with are like produce display tables and not not a not a full vehicle. Yeah, well, I mean, the ones I dealt with was like the chassis, like all the individual parts are pretty simple. It's just that there was a lot of yeah. them, right? And there's a True. lot of like different materials, different thicknesses that all come together. Like, I don't know, I didn't work on too many. There was a few complex stuff that was like other stuff that was like more more gnarly stuff. Speaking <laughs> of vehicles, though, I've had this thought in my mind for mm. a couple of weeks now, but like considering it seriously now is I want to get my M license. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would like That's what it. I thought about. I would like to get it, but um obviously my parents don't want me to get it. I mean my mom more so. My dad's like it'd be cool, but I almost I think don't like, want to get it you here. You can still get it and just not ride a bike. That's true. I almost you know? don't want to get it here though cuz like I feel like people are just awful drivers over here. Like whenever my in dad Cambridge? talks about it like but just in like North America, like in in the UK, like mm. bikes are I feel a lot more popular, and yeah, like over true. there, the whole like lane splitting thing is like totally like mm-hmm. accepted and like kind of you know understood. That's something like they kind of you know encourage that in a way because it helps the traffic. Over here, you do lane split, and you're gonna have some person who's like, "Oh, you're trying to get ahead of me in traffic. Well, you gotta wait here all and then open your door and then kills a biker." Like people are like that over here. Yeah. So that's our entitled North American culture. And speaking. Because there's not a whole lot as many like bikers, and then um, or not mm-hmm. the same types of bikes, and then also over here the roads are like really boring for bikes. Like yeah, it's very it depends on it depends on where you are. But... Yeah, but it's a lot of like more straight, soft curved ones, and the fun roads are like the windy. True, which is like true. the UK is more full of that, right? The small windy roads, but I don't know. It's yeah, be fun you got to a have. point there. You got a point there. It'd be fun. Yeah, I just so I've been like, thinking about that. Just over here, I don't trust people, man. Even on a car, I'd like don't trust people. So like, I on a bike, you'd feel like, well, at least in a car, like, you know, there's at least a pretty decent chance I'll be okay. On a bike, there's yeah. like a very good chance you're not gonna be okay <laughs> if something yeah, goes wrong. Bones, skin rash, like road rash, Ugh. burns. I'd, I'd take a bro. I'd take broken bones over any of like the road rash or. Skin grafts oh, yeah, and stuff same. like that. Oh, nope. Ugh. Nope. Just the thought of it is terrifying. But yeah, so I've been thinking about getting my M license. It's obviously not going to happen anytime soon because of yeah, COVID and everything. But, and I think you, like you, would you need to own a bike? Because you have to do, you have to do a road test. Yeah. Surely they don't just have a, a donor motorcycle. Um, I have to ask my dad, you know? actually. I can't remember. Um. He, because I don't want to buy a motorcycle just for the sake of doing the test. I just want the license. Yeah, well, because because it's it, over here as well. It's like the G, where it's a great, it's a graduated license, right? So you don't just yeah. get your full M right away. You get like your M one or whatever, or, or M two, oh, and M one, so and then you get your full M or or something like that. So like, I think the first one is like a written test, and then yes, I believe so. I've done a bit of research, and then there's like just a little bit. I don't know if you have to go through like kind of like a basic um, test or something of like how like you actually operate it and the real basics and then like like a basic training course. Yeah. And then and then I think you're like there's obviously restrictions restrictions on like probably the same with driving. I think where it's like the hours you can drive it and like uh, what size 
mm-hmm. a bike you can like what cc you can uh, ride and then um and then you have to wait like a year and then go for your a full m which is like your full road test but i think for that i think at the time i didn't ha- my dad didn't have a bike so i think he borrowed my uncle's bike to do it so yeah i don't think they have like a uh, donor not for the final not so. for the final test for sure yeah for the i think for the for the maybe, training but... courses they have like people just have bikes there possibly like, we, would, we would see it all the time in the oh i would anyways because i would go outside in the at the humber parking lot over by queen's plate yeah Remember ever seeing them around there? I like they would like do it on twice, typically yeah. on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. On the weekends they do like motorcycle training courses. My God, dude, I could literally just end up there. But yeah, I really, I'd, I'd like to get it. It's one of my my goal for twenty twenty one is get my M license. Nice, just to have it. That would be. You know why? Why is that? You're gonna laugh at me, and I know you're gonna laugh at me. Oh, hold well, you hold gonna, on. If it's gonna be because you have aspirations to have a Vespa or like a chopper. Or a cruiser bike, I will judge you. Oh no, not a chopper or a cruiser bike. Absolutely not. I would like to. I'm almost at the point where I have enough money into my name to pay off my student debt, right. which I'm pretty stoked about. That's congratulations. That's a big thing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so I'm almost at that point, and then obviously. Once that's out of the picture and that's not a concern anymore, then the focus then becomes on saving up to move out and progress in life, you know, mm-hmm. move out of Aurora, leave, leave the nest, so to speak, move on and then start expanding the design career. Like obviously the plan is once we can leave the nest, we can really dedicate almost a hundred percent of our time into a big design company and the process and everything like mm-hmm. that and working towards that. It's a dream. It's a big dream. And it's very it's very tangible. The dream is also to get a dog, get the M license. But I want to leave, leave the house, you know, leave yeah. the house, get out of there and support myself. And obviously that's going to cost money. So I need to spend a bit of time and continue saving for that. But I also want a Can-Am Riker. Riker. What's that? The three-wheeled... The spider? Vehicle. I thought that was the spider or whatever. There's or okay. The spider. The spider is the more expensive version of it. Where it's oh okay. The spider to me looks a bit front heavy, whereas the Riker is a bit. It's a smaller ve- It's a smaller operating vehicle overall, but in my opinion, it just it looks, it looks kind of like a wasp. And I'm like, I like wasps. I like it. So that's the goal, and it's 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 under ten thousand dollars. It's an affordable thing nice. for someone with gainful employment and relatively minimal expenses go for it for the most part is it buying it right now is that a responsible thing to do absolutely not will i buy it right now absolutely not but something aimed towards the idea is pardon same thing something to aim towards anyways right it's something to aim towards exactly like i love the idea of in the summertime driving to work on the riker you know just like you know just take a take a corner and everything it would just be cool. Have that on the driveway of the big design studio, Ooh, big yeah. company design Ooh, studio, yeah. and you have that, and then beside that is the Beamer. Yeah. Or yeah. See, I Whoa. I'm just trying to get? get a good job so I can pay off my student debt. So I can, like you said, so we can get big design company going. We have our studio, we have a place to live. 
maybe they're one and the same. Ideally, that'd be rad, but you know. Ideally, it would be rad, and I think we can make it. Yeah. We can make that. And, you know, do all that. And then once I'm comfortable and I'm not like panicking about paying shit off or paying for Mm -hmm. bills or anything like that, I want to save up for my dream car. This isn't the, yeah, the, the Riker isn't my dream car. It's just something, it's a toy that I want yes. to have. <laughs> right. But yeah, my toys but are, I, I get, I get your vibe. I get your vibe. Expensive. Unfortunately. I mean, oh, no. I, I really, I really, really want either a 944 or, or an RX7. Really? RX7. Is that Mazda? Nissan? Mazda. Mazda. Really? Mazda. Mazda RX-7. I, I don't know what that looks like. I have to Google that. And they're, Mazda RX-7. They're attainable. The Mazda. 904 is definitely... Uh, the 904 is definitely attainable. The the RX-7 is a little bit more expensive, but still definitely hmm. attainable. It looks interesting. It's... uh Really interesting. Um... It's it's cool. It's like one of the ultimate like JDM Japanese sports cars, right? One of the big yeah. three, and the, it's and got the other a, it's two got of the a big distinctive are, look to it. Yeah, and the other two out of the big three are just definitely unattainable. Just like what are the other two? The Toyota Supra and the and the Nissan GTR. Nissan. Those are both like for like even a meh quality one. You're looking at like yeah. ninety plus, not for ninety thousand for a nineties early two thousands Japanese sports Good car. Christ for a meh condition one, especially GTR. You're looking at like ninety plus. Super, you might get one around eighty, maybe. So that's Good not attainable. Fuck. However, an RX seven. Mm-hmm. All what is all, what does that typically run? All right on condition average? twenty to thirty right now. You could get one. Okay. Which is definitely, f- like, not that. I mean, that's the same price you'd spend on like a new, you know, air quotes cheap new car. But you'd be like leasing yeah. it or find it or whatever over time. Whereas this would be like you just buy it all at once, right? Pay yeah. for it. Like on on the subject of Nissan, you can lease a Nissan Kicks for fifty two dollars <laughs> weekly, zero zero dollars down. I think the the the, the Kicks is like twenty two five hundred something like that. Yeah. But for for thirty thousand dollars, you can buy three Can Am Rikers <laughs> plus accessories, three different colors. Can you imagine? In three different, can you imagine that we have, we end up with a team of three. Like say say we bring I don't know, say no, we need someone to clean. We need a <laughs> we need a butler. A we need butler? a butler. I, I was I thought you were so gonna like I was trying to like who is he gonna say a name? You know, because I want to make promises here, but like. I was going to say a name, but then I didn't want to make promises and I didn't want to make people feel bad if it wasn't their name. Yeah. And then, so, and then you went, you took me to, totally off guard and was like a butler, someone to clean. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. And then when you said someone butler. to clean, I thought of someone else's name and I was like, that would be hilarious. But I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about that. I, I had, we, uh, can, we can name him Cadbury, Cadbury, Cadbury the butler. Cadbury. <laughs> Cadbury the butler. No, if we had a and butler. Cadbury, it would it would be Alfred a hundred percent. Alfred, yes, true, true. If I was true, to true, true. ever have a butler in my life, it'd be a, a guy named Alfred. I, but we could get him. Even if that was, we could get him a a Can Am Riker as like his his work vehicle. 
like all three of us have have Rikers. I like I have the idea that you and I would probably both get black, like a matte black, and maybe his is white, or maybe his is whatever his favorite color is, just as right. long as it's not the same as ours. We could get we could get the big design company logo on on the front, just in little, just a little his, type on his, the front. His license plate just says Butler. <laughs> Butler. Butler. B U T T. B U T T L R. Yeah. That Butler. would be his, yeah. that would be his license plate. All right. That would Fair. be good. Can you imagine know. that? Like you go you go to a business meeting. It's like we have to go to someone's business meeting and we go on to Can Am Rikers and show up. Like that's a power move. That's a big power move. The, the, Especially if it's the like suit jacket so, and the tie blowing in the wind. Yeah. Like imagine we do like some say we do a brand identity job for like the local flower shop or something. And we're going to like, we're going to make a video for them. We're going to do the logo, do like branding assets and everything. Super cool. We show up to this flower shop on two matte black, carbon black K&M Rikers in the middle of summer. Get off, just looking absolutely shredded, just gnarly humans. Sunglasses on, aviators, backwards hat. Got to wear a helmet, but underneath the helmet. It's a powerful image and I respect it. And it's like we we've, we've been to the gym and we're like jacked up and swole. Got like coconut oil on our arms because like we're all about hydrating our skin and it glistens in the early afternoon sun. Dude, this is like how like um, some... Doctor Disrespect talks about himself. It's hilarious. This yeah. is exactly what well, he says. I was just recalling a memory from this past summer, actually, but oh, okay. we can totally make that a reality in the future. I'm. No, I'm um, totally down. I like but, that dream. And then Alfred's chasing behind us in the in the butler in the butler Riker, just making sure we're all okay. He's like our chase vehicle. He's got like a, he's got water bottles or something. He just squirts into nah, our mouth. We've, we've got our like we've got our like biker boots on, and then we're yeah. about to step off the bike, and then he pulls up and he pulls out the dress shoes, to go with the suits, and then we just Classy switch guy. them there, and then we walk in. Yeah, Alfred's a classy guy. There you go. Intra- that's it. I'm gonna call this episode. We're we're hiring a butler. It's an interesting dream. How do you spell Alfred? Is it A L F R E D or A? Yes, never yeah. mind. Al, Alfred. Fred. Yeah. Pennyworth. Interesting. I've never known anybody named Alfred before. Yeah, not in person. No, I don't think so. Never. Only in movies. Only in TV. Yeah. Like no one ever. Yeah, no. Literally ever. I'm trying to think, but had no, an interesting so, had an interesting guy call in or not like sent an email in for work and name was a name I'd never heard before. Vaquell. Vaquell was his name. Interesting name. V I Q U E L L. See, I, I, I like that. That's pretty cool. It's a dope name. It's the type of name when you go to Starbucks. I don't know much about him. Like, but... Can I get a name for the order? And you just say it. And then you, you just have a smile on your face as you sit and watch their face, their thinking face You're of like, like, do I have to awkwardly ask someone how to spell their name and then I feel stupid and they're going to think I'm stupid or am I going to try and guess this? <laughs> and you're just sitting there like, you're just do eyeing it. them down because you know that they know that you know. You know that they know that they don't know. Yeah. They don't exactly. know how to spell and your you're name. Just sitting there just they like, don't know what they're doing. Have fun with this one. 
I found this one. I never do that. I would. That would I'd be terrible at that job. I'm going to write people's names down. I can't even read my own writing on a good day. <laughs> what makes you think I can do that on on a curved surface on a coffee cup in a, like a rushed environment? Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. I Did you have any nifty design stuff to talk about today, good sir? While we're on the topic of Alfred, I the think Butler. if I if I did, but while we're on topic, well, actually, yeah, I had a dream about. So we hired a butler named Ooh. Alfred. It'd be funny we if we both had the dream without talking before. We both had the dream of having a butler named Alfred, but like to- then the dream split into very different paths, and I went down like a very Batman route, and then. Ooh, cave I kind of like that idea though. Found a studio, man. That's pretty nifty. Um. Oh, I had. Yeah, do you have any? I was looking at... I have some ideas. Like, I've just got stuff on my brain. Oh! Actually, here's something... Sorry, continue. I, I Sorry, oh. something just came to mind that I saw, like, an hour and a half ago. Oh, tell tell me now, because I've got I've got all my stuff is in, oh, is okay. in the terms of... A, is in a photo, so I won't be so, able to forget it. So, you know the company Razer make the laptops, like the, the keyboards, the, ma- the mice? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I almost said mouses then. Mice. Mouses? Um, mouses? You get the idea. Mooses. So... Meese. Obviously, they're known for when it comes to laptops, keyboards, mice, um, mouse pads, whatever that they do the like pads for the mooses. Yeah, they do like the RGB yeah. versions of everything, right? Which have yeah. LEDs underneath, like all the keys, and you know, on the on the on the side of the mouse wrapping around and whatnot that light mm-hmm. up, and it's kind of turned into mm-hmm. a meme now. Where it's like the full gamer editions, anything that RGB is like, hey man, are you a gamer? Are you a, are you a streamer? Yeah. And it's like, how could you tell? And like everything is just RGB. As they have a Twitch T-shirt on, yeah. So Twitch tattoos. So on Twitter, I got I got banned on Twitch. I saw on Twitter that they have released a concept for an actual thing that apparently so far they are going to make. Hmm. Has something to do with interesting the situation of the world right now, which is a mask face mask no but it's rgb lights on it and i'm not gonna lie the design of it looked kind of nice (laughs) like okay so okay pretty sleek looking mask Mm -hmm. look like something you'd see like like an f one's a little bit more like that a little bit more like that a little more slim which is nice right on it was clear because you know how like those concepts Mm -hmm. came out about having clear so like even like like people are deaf or someone can still read lips or, you know, yeah. you're not completely hiding your face, um, which I want to hide my face. But anyways, I see why. So it was clear, but then on either sides, like on the cheeks, kind of like a gas mask respirator type thing. It had small little filters that stick out, little circular mm. filters, which I imagine, yeah, it was just like a same idea, right? Where it's like an air a filter. Um, but around those were like LED like it was LED glowing from there and it was RGB, which I was like, this is going to be hilarious because they're going to be like, you know, probably $68 or something crazy. And you know, as soon as you see one, you're like, oh, yeah. So, um, you're, you're a gamer, bro. You're a gamer, bro. But I thought it was, uh, I think the design of it actually looks kind of, kind of nice. Like it's not ugly. And it was funny, you know, episodes ago when we were talking about when I was like, there's got to be an evolution to the design of masks. There's definitely a way design can yeah. make masks more acceptable and more different, you know. And then here we go. Now we have RGB LED 
face mask. See, honestly, I, it, was, it wouldn't be my thing no. at all. I can totally appreciate the whole gamer color thing. I just prefer not to partake. I would rather I'm just... Also, I'm also the exact opposite of a gamer. Yeah, you don't really... Um, I kind of have to get you into gaming. I've been thinking of like what game I would get you to play to try and get you into gaming a bit. You know, I know you you're know not going to turn into be? like a full gamer and ruin your life. I know it's not going to happen like that, but I, I want to find something that you'd actually enjoy. What do you think it would be? True. It would be, I'd be like this character and I'd have to try and do like 10,000 tasks in one day. Oh, you're saying if you would make your own life. game, that's what, that's what you're saying. If, that's what. Yeah. If like, if, if I were to play a video game that would be in line with what I do, it would be this one lone character tries to do everything that he possibly can all in one day, all while still potentially sleeping. And then doing that just every day. It's just a cyclical thing. And then eventually, like, my life expectancy just runs out and I die. And you know, I just thought it was exactly what you just described. <laughs> what? Sims. <laughs> yeah. It's literally like, Sims. I, I, and you get to design things. Probably. You things. My my sister plays Sims and I'm just I'm just not into it. I'm just not into it. Like I fun. used to be, I used to have back when I got my first iPod touch. I used to have like Dragon Veil and this city builder game and all these other games and I was so into it. Spent all the time on it. But since then I just kinda haven't. Yeah, no, I've always loved those games like Sims and like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh my god. Really? Like building yeah, type I'm games where you're kinda city planning type shit. Sims especially. You ever play fun. you ever play Penguin Slider? Penguin that was like my slider. shit. Man. I love no. that game. Club Penguin. Yes. No, not I never played Dude, Club Penguin. Oh actually. my god. Dude, Club Penguin Literally was never. where it was at. I never got that into was it. I had younger. That was the life. I had like uh, come home from school. I had like webkins and stuff. I did have webkins, like webkins for a very very short time. What was your favorite webkins, or what webkins did you have? Um. Which ones did I have? I had a some type of lizard, I think. Oh, One really? of them that I thought was kind of cool. I had a frog and a snake. Because I'm all about snake. those amphibians and reptiles. That's a pretty smart idea when that came out. That's pretty pretty genius. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's one thing that's you probably won't see too much of anymore is like stuffed animal online games. Like it's all an app now. It's like you have the, the yeah. thing in virtual reality. What's well, even like um it kind of reminds me of uh you know when um Oh no. I don't want to forget his name because he's such mm. a nice guy. Shinya? Shinya Kominami. When he came in and he was talking about what he was working on, right? Mm -hmm. And he was talking about the, was it Star Fox? Star Fox was in it as a character. What was it called? It's one where it's like... Man, beats me. Yeah, I forgot what it's called beats now, but me. it was, um, you know, it's like a, a space game. You have a ship and you can customize yeah. the weapons and fly it around planets and everything. But you buy like an actual toy of the ship and mm -hmm. you can like mix and match the guns and the parts of it with different sets that you get. And 
you like put it attach it to the controller and when you make a change on the actual physical toy it makes a change in the game and he was saying they based their Which idea off of like um oh, there was a disney and uh some other thing was that called like skylanders or something like that Skylander, Skyland, right? yes. Same yes, thing yes, where you yes, like yes, get yes. like you buy the toy and then you like put it on like a thing and then it goes into the game. And it was like mm-hmm. a very cool idea. And he was talking about like, you know, it was a very cool thing. You get to design the toy and you get this physical toy, like because the idea of like collecting and having a physical item yeah. and then it goes in, but kind of a cool idea. But it every, stuff like stuff like that never really took off, to be honest. No, it's just it's too it's too much. It's too much work to do. Yeah. As cool as it is, it's man. I when I back when I played with the Wii, I used to play like this is like NHL. <laughs> Jesus, like NHL Wii. twelve or something on the Wii. Yeah. And for the hockey game, there was like a hockey stick attachment, so it, it was like kind of real life. Dude, I was too lazy to put <laughs> kind the of a in. real life. I love that. <laughs> so similar (laughs) write that down put it on a sticky note sticky note kind of real kind of real life i was like that i was too lazy to even put the controller in this fake hockey stick yeah you know it's like for someone to set up a toy it's a great idea it's a cool idea but unfortunately most kids are just they just want it faster always got that sharpie out it's got the sharp hay to smell good Smelled like a fresh Sharpie the other day and completely forgot how beautiful alcohol ink smells. Kind of real life. That was it, right? Kind of real life. Yep. Kind of real life. I've got something that you may actually be relatively uh, interested in. Um, Okay, shoot. My friend Jules tagged me in this the other day. J.Dids at Dylan Torville. Okay. it is a post by the Canadian Courage Project introducing our design contest, calling all graphic designers. And I think we qualify as just designers. Yes. Soon, we, this is this is the caption from the post that uh, my friend tagged me in. It says, soon we will be launching our brand new change tote bag line on our website and you can be a part of it. Swipe to see the guidelines, blah, 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 blah. Important things to note. Your design must be black set on a transparent background in PSD format, Photoshop. Please email us your submission at the Canadian Courage Project at gmail.com before January 31st, 2021. We are selecting two winning designs to be the face of our change tote bag line, and the artist will also be receiving compensations for their work. I actually didn't read that last part. Here's a $25 basically- Tim Hortons gift card. Thanks. <laughs> Royal royalties would be nice. Um, well, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tote bag. It's, it's a tote bag. So is it a full black bag, black. or is it just like the design is black? And I think it's like a. It's not. It's not white, but it's like that creamy colored, like a yeah. canvas color. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you you you're creating the design to of do it. with their. What is it like a brand organization type thing or? Um, Change. I'm going to check like right now, actually, because like I don't know. Ooh, give them some I, it's, uh, what's it called? Designs, bro? It is a GTA-based nonprofit organization providing support to the homeless youth population and their animal companions. <gasps> Fuck. Man. It is sad that we need an organization 
for this purpose, isn't it? Yeah. Like I was just thinking of like a like a no name thing where it says that or I was like (laughs) their name for totes. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like um yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I'm looking online here. They don't don't seem to have much in terms of like a graphic design aesthetic. Right. But um, still kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. They're hiring for a marketing coordinator, outreach coordinator, um, tote bag design contest. Okay. Guidelines. Here it is. It was actually in the post itself. I just didn't read it. Right. It says your design should relate to mental health, collaboration, helping hands, well-being, connection, community, totally done in black. Um, Submission is for Jan 31st, selecting two winners, compensation for the work. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Like, it obviously is a good purpose. Mm. Like the, Mm -hmm. what's the, what's the word I'm looking for here? The intent behind this project is obviously for a good cause. Mm. I don't know. I might do it. It's like, I'll think of something for sure. Yeah. Change. Seems. Mental health, collaboration. Helping hands, well-being, connection, community. A lot of words. It is a lot of words. But, I mean, there's. I'm sure there's something in, in your brain and. 100%. In people's brains in general, like it's just something visual that, and it's with dogs too. Like, come on. Homeless youth is one thing, but then, like, if they have an animal with them too, it's, it's like they they depend on that. The animal depends on that person. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, that's tough, even just to think about. You know, like someone our age just not even having enough money to to live at home or can't live at home like they've been kicked out. Mm-hmm. That's that's a scary thought. Can you imagine what you'd be doing right now if that was you? Man, I don't even know. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Don't even know. Not a clue. I'd be like, I don't even know. Man, now like my I'm mind's just... going trying to think of things. I mean, I'm sure there's probably something in just like sitting sitting down for an hour and coming up with a few yeah. ideas, but onto a more positive positive outlook on design and creativity. Uh, oh, who was it yesterday? We were talking about it yesterday after the show. Ah, Instagram caption. It was really good. Maho. Olive. No, it was Maho's. Olive. Olive. Yes. Sorry, Olive. Yeah, I forgot your name. Whoops. Said something really. Do you remember what it was? Um, About creativity. Yeah. So she she had another. She's been doing some paintings, which are really rad. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did one. I like the backgrounds. Yeah. And she posted another one yesterday. And um, the caption we both really liked because it was, you know, it was her saying, like, if if I waited for motivation. Or no, if I waited for inspiration to paint something, I would get, I would, pay, I would, I would finish like one every five years. And pretty true that you know you can't just 
always wait for inspiration to motivate you. You just got to sometimes push through it and kind of force yourself to start and mm-hmm. to get through it. And once you've started and you can just keep pushing on and then, um, you know, stay at it. But, but we liked the idea because it was, you know, we've talked about before about like, you know, I, I'm the type of person I like seeing inspire, getting inspiration from other places. And yeah, but uh, that's it's like the default setting. Yeah. And that's more like, inspiration for like when i've when i've already started and i'm looking for actual like Mm -hmm. design inspiration or like a like an aesthetic or something Mm -hmm. but the way she was kind of talking about was more inspiration to actually start something to get started um which is always a tough thing to do especially like myself included i'm a big person that's like just a big person i'm big (laughs) chubby uh no like i'm 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 a i'm a what was i trying to say I'm big into, you know, you know, really getting into something and being able to focus mm-hmm. on it, but it's like getting started. Getting started is always the hardest for me. Part. I, like that was why I loved one of the reasons why I loved living with you in Woodlot was because your work <laughs> ethic, you were able to just go, 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 you know, and keep stroking my ego, keep, he's loving and, it. Well, I would say that sometimes it's good, but it's also bad because you burn yourself out. Yeah, and it's a lot, and it's easy to do that because you were so go 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 all the time. But it was good that like it was always fuel for me to be like, all right, let's just start. Don't think about something mm-hmm. and be like, I'm gonna start this in a bit. No, start now. And then once I've actually started, then I'm then I'm into it, and that's why we can go and like, you know, like our famous weekend of doing CAD for a thesis, you know that was me on my own i'd be like yeah i'd go there and like if i got there i would have spent all day like we did but it was whether or not i would yeah. have got there that early or on the friday or <laughs> yeah, on the saturday probably right? not but yeah so i really get that um i really feel that when it's like the idea of relying on inspiration to like get you started but yeah. it's tough especially right now like stuck at home and everything else going on and like it's it's very hard to like yeah i'm gonna just start something i can't wait it's like no i'm just gonna do nothing because what's the point yeah there's like there's nothing to keep you going it's yourself keeping you going and your mind is the type of thing that will find any conceivable way to turn you against that like getting out of bed you try to get out of bed at five in the morning you do it the first day you're fine you do it the second day you're you're pretty okay third fourth fifth day your mind's like no you can you can keep sleeping you did it you did it once you did it twice already you're fine see i'm the other way around i'm the opposite for me i can like tomorrow if i say i'm gonna wake up five a.m it's not gonna happen or i'm gonna get wake i'll wake up an alarm and i'll be like yeah i'll just stay in bed for a little longer and then actually now i'm out for next another however long yeah the first few days will be really tough once i do that for like four or five days then i'll just get in a rhythm mm-hmm. and i'm okay with it really? but it's for me it's mm. starting is the hardest part that's why it's like mm. i've always like um not like i made one of those you know the cliche uh new year's resolutions where i'm gonna go to the gym i want to yeah. and i want to start working out and get more in shape but i know i know once i get started <laughs> and i start and i have i'm a few days probably a few weeks in I'll be okay and I'll mm-hmm. be able to keep going. It's just for me, it's starting. 
It's that's the thing that like the other day it. like you know i was like on the website if i can if i do start all day i'm okay i'm just on it all day and i'll get a lot done i'm productive but for me it's just starting it's just you know just getting to the yeah. point where i'm like do not yeah let's go i have yeah. i have noticed that about you and in the in the time that we've lived together and the time that i've known you creatively and as a person it's once you get going you're fine yeah but someone needs to be there to like light a fire under yeah. your ass to get you up and going um which is totally fine like it's it's a common thing you know it's not like that's unique just to you even for me like it it happens to everybody in in different contexts but what i agree with you what was so just interesting about all of his posts is that even like in the how long have we known her four years yep in the four four and a half years now that we've known her it's she's she'll say she's the type of person to say she wants to do creative projects or but struggles to do them because there's like a oh i don't feel inspired or or this or that or like things get in the way and this is obviously not talking to belittle her it's just observations Mm -hmm. and if we're incorrect we're incorrect then our observations were incorrect but but it's cool to see her like because we were talking about that at the beginning of the pandemic her and i when I did my alien girl painting, she was like, oh, I want to do a painting, but like, I don't know what to paint or like, I don't have a canvas or I don't, I'm not inspired. It's like, well, no one's like really inspired realistically. It's you see something visual that stimulates you and that gives you an idea. You could call that inspiration or it's like that in itself is a call to action to do something. And it's, great to see her doing this stuff now but also being consistent with it it's like a new painting every week something yeah. like that it was like jesus christ really cool though i like i, I like that. seeing that see, yeah. i think it's good for people that are like you know oh, i want to start something but i i'm waiting for inspiration like not nah, just so just, don't wait for inspiration just, just do it do it just go for it just go for it start it you like you you can't you can't sit around and wait if we waited to be inspired by something to start this we probably wouldn't have started it no you know we started it because we had we had the initial idea of just sharing the insight that we had and then it's kind of evolved now into this like melding the insight with just day-to-day experiences and like the ups and downs of living life as a creative person you know Mm -hmm. like there's great days there's low days there's productive days there's extremely boring days but it's also just interesting to see all these other creative people and the creative projects that they're doing you know like seeing all of do that this painting project makes me want to go out and like buy more paints and keep painting weird alien sci-fi things makes me want to paint because it's cool and i like it because it's like you know i don't even paint but i want i see that i'm like oh that's so so cool Right? right like i i like seeing that you know it's a it's it's addicting and maybe that is that primitive form of inspiration you may say like what am i going to paint i don't fucking know sure as i'll figure it out you know it's easy enough to do easy enough to do again that's a relative term like if you were to paint something tomorrow what would you paint is that an actual question what would i paint yeah so that's no that's a legitimate Uh, question a skull 
Interesting. After seeing Why? Slew's video, obviously oh, me dude. and Slew not not even comparable. Obviously, mine will look like a potato. Obviously, utter dog eggs. But like I, the one that he did, not the recent video where he had his like shadow box. He set it up with the with like the um the blanket or piece of material and the candle and the light in the box and the dark lighting. That to me like was so cool. But he also did one mm-hmm. like just as a practice a little uh, while ago where it's just the skull. And mm-hmm. there's something about that. It was that a sketch, just... right? Sketch or a painting? Uh, well, he's done sketches, but I think this one was a painting. It was a smaller one, though. It might have been one he did on stream or something when he was showing, like going through oh, it. True, true. But right. uh, it's just one of those things. It's like cool to draw and it's it's a cool combination of like learning fundamentals of like anatomy, but also painting. And like, there's a lot like in the skull. There's so many cool surfaces that create really cool shadows and highlights. Yeah. I think you can get a really is. cool uh, look to it. And it's like, it's a skull. It just looks cool. You know, skulls are so gnarly, man. I love, I skulls. wanted that skull. He ordered that, uh, the one you can get. I, I think company. it's like stupid expensive. Probably. I have to look into like how much it would cost. I, I'd look before. I don't even. I don't remember. I'd look before for skulls because I wanted to get like a decent sized one, and just paint it like primer gray it just to have on my mm-hmm. desk or something. But uh, it's either yeah. like a really cheap one that would be really cheap and small, or like the actual anatomy ones and stuff are like expensive because they're for like for doctors Super and medical nice. school and stuff like that, right? And they're you know. They're expensive, yeah. but then you get then you get artists buying them and just spray painting them and covering them in graffiti or yeah. dinging them up and and I tried finding cracked and I probably have to have a look, but at the time I tried looking for a 3D model and I couldn't find any like good ones that were free. So but. I feel like with a skull, you're probably best to resin print it. Resin would be better, just because yeah, would, it would look yeah, gnarly. So that would be better. Speaking of, we have a surprise about resin printing in the coming weeks, mm. but that's a little, that's, it's a little secret. Do we have for time now. for another idea that I, uh, that you reminded me of earlier? Oh, oh, we got so much idea. We got so much time for, okay. for your ideas. We're talking about that, um, that contest and you were talking about, when we were talking about design has to be black. It reminded mm. me randomly of, um, post you sent me few days ago where some guy that made a poster where he took oh yeah all of like the fast food brands mm-hmm. um and like i think you know coke and pepsi too and like all those types of brands coke pepsi like kellogg's like real popular and grocery store food type did them stuff. as like a designer would where they're all yeah. black and white and i think they all use like obviously the the font of the logo but then the other information was just helvetica or something i think like it was really it was very simple. it was very like dita rom's version of everything right and it was like you kind of no named everything but in black and white and it was kind of like a, it yeah. was a very contemporary dita rom's um brutalism version of all the all the yeah, brands it's logos. called it's called generic brands Generic brands by Kunal Gaur. And yeah, he did um yeah. Skittles, Durex, Oreo, Lego, 
Subway, Special K, Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, Domino's, KFC, Chicklets, Pedigree Dog Food, Dove Soap, Fruit Loops. I love the Fruit Loops one. <laughs> M&M's, Gillette, Nescafe. Nescafe or Nescafe? Nescafe. Yes. Tide, Colgate. The Colgate one looks really clean. Dude, The there's a Toblerone. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the Krispy Kreme cool one looks about really it is, clean, though. Like, even in the name, it's called Generic. And what's funny, because I said to you, I was like, I like it. Like, visually, that satisfies me. I like the way they all look. Because I like mm-hmm. simplified black and white things. I like how clean, how, how like, utilitarian they are. But I understand why, like, you wouldn't want that for marketing. Or on, on a shelf, how would you have your brand stand out? But I was like, yeah, an interesting hard. question, right? Because it was like, you know, get to a designer, it's like, they'd probably just want to do that for all of them. Because it works. It's a good design. But this is true. Like, this is true. You know one of those things it's like is it, is it good that like everything isn't designed properly otherwise it would Probably that mean everything's not. boring everything's like Every, everything everything mm, good yes yes and no because everything becomes or everything goes onto a level playing field yeah well what's know? cool about that too is when you like you like you said level playing field you see which of them stand out or like what about it makes it a a good logo yeah. Right. Like how clean. Even the logos. Even the logo has changed though. Like the McDonald's one has gone from the golden arches to a black Helvetica M. Yeah. M is in mother. And then um, Oreo was the same, but in black and white. But instead of an image of an Oreo, it was it was like vector lines mm-hmm. indicating of like a, a dark circular cookie, a white creamy filling, and then another dark circular cookie. You know, like, let's mm-hmm. get creamy with some Oreos, but you kind of can't do that unless you would immediately understand what an Oreo is because there's no picture. It's a graphic picture. Same thing with the Fruit Loops, the Special K, the, uh, what's it called, Frosted Flakes with the the big Kellogg's chicken on it. It's weird how a chicken is the logo yeah. for Kellogg's. Or yeah, I wonder how that The Frosted Flakes started. there. I don't know why. Rooster, crow, I don't know. Or not, it's a rooster. Or not a crow. It's a rooster. Can't remember where I was. I was going somewhere with that, but I've I've lost. Yeah, the plot. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because it's like you know, most people would say, "Oh, that's boring," you know. Yeah. Whereas like people who you know designers, most people aren't designers. Would be like, that's yeah. Obviously, people like color. I personally love black, white, and whole grayscale. Like that's my favorite. I do love color, what about, but what about no name? No well, name yeah. yellow. No, like let's just say I like colors 100 percent, but there's something about do with some no-name beer right now no-name beer but there's something about grayscale mm. that just i like and seeing that to me everything looks cleaner like obviously helvetica which you know some people are going to be like oh of course it's helvetica but other people it's like well that's because it works it's one of the best because it just works so nicely yeah. like you can't complain with it right it's like that's the that's the type of person that probably drives a toyota prius pretty generic oh, no i don't want to be associated with someone who wants to drive Yes. No, well, I would not. say Helvetica. Don't know who designed it. Maybe I should, but I 
I would compare them I'll to check. Fact check. the Porsche 911. That's a bit. It intense. doesn't really need to change that much. No, I was I was saying that really I was saying that people who say good. Helvetica is, yeah, I would say that people who think Helvetica is an overused font oh. are the people who drive the most overused car. Oh. Um, Helvetica or Nuehaus Grotesque, yeah, is a widely used sans serif typeface developed in 1957 by Swiss typeface designer Max Meidinger with input from Eduard Hoffman. Helvetica is a neo-grotesque design, one influenced by the 19th century typeface Accidents Grotesque and other German and Swiss designs. What is that? I like how it had, they they referenced, they credited the other guy for input. Do you think like yeah. input was like, guy walked over, what do you think? Yeah? Meh. It is good. Okay. And then it he's like, can by the be way, better. when this goes, make sure you say that, give me credit that I put input into this. Yeah, what does a grotesque typeface mean? Like, what does that mean? To me, really functional utilitarian sans serif. Attracting considerable attention on its release, um, it adopted the Nue Haas Grotesque for release in hot metal composition, the standard typesetting method at the time for body text and on the international market. Um, what does that mean, though? Began to muscle out Helvetica. Man, I don't. I, I love don't it. Know. It's my favorite. I don't care if people say it's overused. I, I like it. Ah, Helvetica's tight apertures, which an aperture in typography is the ending of like a curved portion. You know, like if you were to do a lowercase g and it comes out with the little hook at the end, the end of that hook is an aperture. Same thing with a lowercase e where that bottom lip or that bottom curve comes around um, on the bottom and it ends off. It's a, called an aperture. Same thing with a, with a lower or with a C or a lowercase a. Um, if you do it with the little loop on top um, and what is it? make a dense design, rounded off square tail of the R, a tall X height makes it easier to read at a distance. Uh, hmm. Like many neo-grotesque designs, Hevetic has narrow apertures, which limits its legibility on screen and at small print sizes. It also has no visible, visible difference between uppercase I and lowercase L, although the number one is quite identifiable with its flag at the top left. Interesting. Yep. There's a, there's a documentary about Helvetica too that I've been meaning to try and find, but uh, oh, yeah. never been able to find it. Unfortunately, it's 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 it's, it's called Helvetica. It's the best. That's why. No idea where. No idea where you can find it though. I tried to hack it, or to go on like one, two, three movies or something like that. <laughs> see if it was there. Got nothing. Got nothing. Get in trouble for like. Unfortunate. Trying to illegally stream something for some reason. You're like, you got in trouble for trying to illegally stream. A documentary Helvetica. about a typeface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, it's not the FBI. Whoever's on the other end is like looking through my computer at me. They're like, 
Oh, this guy's streaming a movie, stealing a movie. Let's get ready to book him. And then their their <laughs> boss is like, what's he streaming or what's he stealing? And the the guy's like, it's a documentary. And the guy's like, all right, like a bit weird. And he goes, a documentary about a typeface. The guy just shakes his head, hand falls in his palms, just cries, cries to himself. I, like, the, de- the degeneracy of this generation. I love... <laughs> I love to to imagine that's how that happens. That like there's so. an actual person listening or looking at what you're illegally streaming and then they go to their boss. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> like just the idea of that happening is hilarious. <laughs> It'd be pretty pretty loose. If you have ever gotten spied upon by the FBI or special forces or whoever it is, send forces. us an email. Hide at the process podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think goes on behind the camera and the microphone of your computer, because I am certainly concerned. The Saudis are spying on us. Also, let us know if uh, you think black and white grayscale logos should be mandatory across the board for every brand. (laughs) Yes. Big news about black and white logo coming out Saturday, January 16th. Can you imagine that in a grocery store, though, real quick? Just no colors, just that. That would be pretty cool. I'd, I'd like that to be the grocery store's logo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All the inside is white, metal powder-coated, like, racking and everything. That'd be fucking clean ass. Dude. That'd be nice. That'd be really hot. like that. Oh, I just cracked my knee. Oh, another another good note on my knee. I have an MRI booked for March 30th. Good. Nice. So. Still far. I'll probably die before then, but. Well, hopefully not, but yeah. Not with that attitude. Zach Watson, what is our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Go check it out. Thank you very much. Yes, check Give it out. Follow. Got some nice photos on there. Give us a follow. Please. Please. And we have some some exciting guests on in the coming weeks. I think next week we can probably smash out a few guests as well. Mm. Might have a little surprise for tomorrow's episode if you're listening to this in a timely manner. May uh, Maybe in tune for that. And until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, have an absolutely wonderful evening. We love you. Peace.